uncomfortable silences? Why do we feel it's necessary to yak about bullshit in order to feel comfortable? Well, buckle the fuck in for an hour of comfortable conversation, bitch. She says, that's knowing you've <laughs> That's when you know you found somebody special, when you can just shut the fuck up for a minute and comfortably enjoy the silence. Well, you know what? You know how I know I found somebody special? When we can fucking yak for a fucking hour and a half about some fucking bullshit. Ayo! When I can share my most unhinged takes with a person, that's how I know. So. That's how I know it's real. It's real. It's real with you. It's real with everyone who's listening. Uh, Hi. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the swamp. It's our fucking podcast. It's an acronym. Stands for some whack-ass movie podcasting. And oh my god, if you're new, hey, what the fuck is up? Hi, ladies. Babies. Yays. Are not here to try to learn something. Never. Because you sure as fuck Mm won't. Um, our podcast is pretty stupid, it's pretty silly, it's a good fucking time. It's just the two of us, we're besties, we're fucking hanging, and we're just gonna talk about a movie for a fucking hour, and we're not gonna teach you jack fucking shit. Nope. If you wanna know what is in the box, what's in the briefcase, leave. Go listen to another podcast. If you wanna know what Quentin Tarantino has to say about anything, I'm sorry. We have no facts here. Nothing. I'm my stupid opinions, I'm gonna give them to you. It's some whack-ass movie podcasting my name is dara as always i'm here with my co-host emily hello darlings hey guess what we're kicking off no nut november with a movie that emily pitched for an incredibly nichely specific reason but if you get it you get it and if you don't you don't (laughs) so i figure we're doing no nut november as in movies you should not be having sex to you like if you if this movie is on if you're Netflix and chilling to a movie that we um, are covering this month, you shouldn't be, okay? And my my theory behind this one, behind this infamous movie, um, is that if a man, if a woman, if if a non-binary person puts this on for you, and like you know they're trying to fuck, run. I love this because I think. We're on two sides of the same coin here mm-hmm. of that it's a bad idea. Yeah. But I feel like you're coming from a place of like, if this, like, I think we're both specifically talking about like men here. If like, if Typically. this is a man's favorite movie, it's Typically. like a red flag sort of thing, yes, right? exactly. You're sort of coming from the perspective of like, a guy has a poster of oh, the yeah. fiction yeah. thing in his dorm room. Yes. And you know that he's going to try to, like, finger blast you dry and yeah. then, like, ask you if you came and it's going to be awful. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's going to be three I, pumps and then a dump. And I feel like I'm coming from the place where, unfortunately... You're going to be problem- watching the movie. I'm part of the problematic crew, whereas it's like, if you put on Pulp Fiction and then try to Netflix and chill me, how the fuck are you expecting to perform better at sex than this movie? Like, you have to be in the top... 5% of sex havers yeah. in order to be outperforming the entertainment that this movie gives me. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah. If if you're going to do it right, if if you as a man are not taking any advice that we're about to give you and you're going to say I'm going to put this on, you're going to have to be cognitive and tuned in to when the good parts the of the beats. movie are, the beats mm-hmm. of the movie and realize 
there's going to be times that you're going to have to stop. You know what? Not always a bad thing. This is where we can learn about, say it with me, edging. <laughs> Not okay, a bad thing. I'm... Like, you, if you're smart, if you're smart, you're going to time it well. You're going to start, like, really getting hot and heavy when Bruce Willis comes on screen. I was just about to say, if you're a master... There's only one scenario in which this movie works for you, and it's that that she comes at the same time as Fabian. That's yeah. all that it's gonna happen. Like when she, yeah. and it has. It, it's even, like when if you're <laughs> if you're having a group orgasm with the movie, even that's a little weird. Like I've got to say, even that would be a little off-putting to me. That I'm like, you tactfully planned this. It's like no like, fucking well, shot. I think I'd be more impressed than anything, but I, I still don't think I could make it happen. Like, I'd be like, oh, there's too much, too much simultaneous, like, parallels happening here. Well, it's, it's like those tweets or whatever, where it's like, if you start this movie at this time, like, on December 31st, like, you can watch so-and-so, like, do whatever as the, like, when it hits midnight. <laughs> if you start edging her at the hamburger scene, yeah. she'll probably get there by the oral pleasure section. <laughs> yes, Not gonna lie. Oh my God. <laughs> but I think you should, I, honestly, if I, and I like Bruce Willis's part in this movie, but I understand you kind of talked about, um, you mentioned to me that you don't like it very much. I would say you get to the point where you get through Bruce Willis's part. And then you clock back in. Yeah, because, I mean, as I'm going to put in the description, but I'm sure as anyone who's seen Pulp Fiction knows, like, content warning, there's some pretty graphic on-screen, like, sexual assault and rape, like, mm-hmm. like fully some of the yeah. most graphic You gotta be done by the time that rolls around. No, you've both nutted at this point, which is also, like, what? Like, an hour Plus. and a half into it? Yeah, our our Yeah, friends. like you guys should be done. You guys should at this point. If you're with a man, if you're healthy. If it's lesbians, feel free to continue on. <laughs> <laughs> I have a soft spot for the problematic man who loves pulp fiction. I'm going to come forward and say it. That's fine, but you've never been I I don't want to say never, but <laughs> you getting dicked down by one of them in a dorm room when you're like 18 you're like 21 years old it's a different it's a different ballpark it's a different completely no but i'm trying to set the stage because i think we're at odds here emily yes you told me you were gonna fight me on this one i don't mean to fight you i just think for once we don't disagree a lot on this podcast we don't so this is good i'm healthy i think this movie's great and i think i have a lot of defense for People, specifically men, who like this movie, and I don't think they like it for the wrong reasons. No, I don't think they like it for the wrong reasons, but I think glorifying it and this being like, like, you're just telling me you don't watch movies, and that's okay. That's okay. You don't have to watch movies. That's what I mean. That's okay. You don't have to watch movies. But if you're branding yourself in the way that you're like, I know movies, and this is the movie. This yeah. Interstellar and Fight Club are your movies. Take a step back, okay? No, think about it. I feel you, you on that. You know what I mean? Like that's I completely agree. That's my issue. The guy you know? who tries to be high and mighty about his movie opinions, exactly. And then when you try to have a conversation with him, he's like, 
oh, so you hate Fight Club. And then you're like, I didn't say that. Yeah. Suddenly you're like projecting onto me because you hate women. Yes. Absolutely. Exactly. That is the kind of man who will say this is his favorite movie. But that's what I'm here to talk about. (laughs) I think that this movie has like an aura of stigma around it. And I think a lot of Tarantino movies do. And -hmm. I think it's like a messy area to sort of weed between. And Mm -hmm. I honestly don't even really know where I stand Mm. on a lot of it. Because the whole separating the art from the artist thing is really tough. Especially when you're a woman and when you feel from the victim and when you've read fucking testimonies from the victims like yeah "Yeah, of course i know he's a piece of shit of course i know harvey weinstein's a fucking piece of shit of course quentin tarantino was you know subservient and compliant and a lot of really Mm -hmm. bad shit that happens whether he was directly involved with it or not like of course we know that that was probably the case do i think that that is a flat-out reason to completely discredit all of his movies as being good pieces of work no Ah, no, like, like, of course I watch it with a little bit of twinge in my mind of like, yuck, ew, ew. Yeah. Unfortunately, like, I don't know, I hate to be so graphic and I hate to be so like blunt and and negative and Mm anti-establishment and everything up front. But like every movie that has a budget of more than 10 million, 100 million, whatever dollars Mm -hmm. probably had abuse happening on set. Yeah. Whether you know about it or not, yeah. I think all like high level Hollywood productions, someone was getting abused. Like, yeah. yeah. And those are just the ones that happened that we know about because things came forward. It happened a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Certain things, uh, you know, long term people had doing the same thing over and over happened to come out. I think every movie probably has somebody getting fucked over. Like, yeah. whether it's sexual abuse, you know, any sort of abuse in general. I think it's probably happening all the time. And if we really knew all those facts and took everything into credit, then every movie is probably fucked. Like, it's probably fucked. Yeah. And it's, of course, if you have that mindset, it makes you feel like fucking shit. And it's shitty to be like, oh, well, then just forget about it. Well, no, of course you can't. I can't because... And- I'm about to get the worst dick of my life, and Mia Wallace is staring over me. Her heroin foaming mouth. What? I also, I was truly thinking, though, about sort of, like, we were talking about, like, you know, this as, like, a male manipulator movie, and this is, like, sort of, like, a problematic male fave. And I was sort of thinking about, like, the sexy Mia Wallace Halloween costume. I have something to say about that. Which I have done, like, I mean, I did it when I was 16 yeah. years old. I don't think that's really chill to do. Now, I'm going to say, if you're playing an OD'd Mia Wallace with a, a fucking, the equivalent of Narcan in her fucking chest with blood everywhere, that's probably maybe not a chill costume to do. There's a lot of other worse costumes to do, I think. That, I would say out of 10, 10 being the worst... 10 is like you're being Benny Netanyahu. I'd say it's probably like a four. Maybe like and like three. a one is like you're Bluey from the TV show Bluey. <laughs> I'm going to say that Mia Wallace is like a solid four. You're fine. Yeah. But when you think about it too hard, it's maybe not chill. Yeah. But it's fine. It's fine. I'm I'm not worried about it. Because here's my- I'm not here to police your Halloween costume. But I am saying I sort of regret doing it in the past. I'm like, oh, to be a, a, an actively OD'd heroin victim. But here's here here's my thing, because I, I was thinking a lot about the Halloween aspect of this as we are approaching 
Um, well, you guys are going to be listening to this, like, the day after Halloween. Yeah. But if you, as a person, are Mia Wallace for Halloween, singular, you're a hot person. I think you're a hot person. Hot girls are Mia Wallace for Halloween. If you are Mia Wallace and your boyfriend is Vince Vega, you are probably the most annoying couple at the Halloween party and you guys are going to have a almost life-shattering fight in the car on the way home. And everyone hated you at that party. Why though? Okay, this is literally just like everyone saying that anyone who is Taylor Swift and her football boyfriend, like every couple who's them for Halloween is having the most earth-shattering fight of their life (laughs) in their Toyota Corolla on the way to the party. Like you know it. But why did this watch? I was like, him in his little bolo tie. I wanted to steal the the low black pony and the bolo tie i think if you're lesbians and you do this hot entirely different context if you if you are a cis hat couple trash jail jail (laughs) jail for life for everyone um that doesn't know what i look like um maybe doesn't follow our um instagram or watch our patreon um I'm about as queer as one can get. <laughs> you You're call- Bruce Willis. <laughs> and I'm... I would. I honestly was just about to say, I'm like the heroin dealer's wife who has all the weird piercings, but I don't even have weird piercings. I'm just like a... I'm like a pretty plain looking white woman. Yeah. Like but, here- <laughs> but here's my thing is like in college, I hooked up with just about no women. Almost none. I would just because men are desperate. Guys. Well, it's just because men are like, so desperate that you don't even have to flirt with them. Their dicks are already out. Already hard. That I know. That very easy. There's been time. Well, it's just because I think for me personally, it was easier than getting out of my comfort zone. Yes. And I was like, oh, I can just look someone up and down, and then I'm like going back to his like, room later. A nice girl are like, so what are your hobbies? And a boy's already jerking himself off exactly. on the side of you, and you're like, what are my options? <laughs> Here's the thing about me, is I don't dream of labor. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that the sad boy jerking off is way more fucking work in the long run. Yeah, right? It's true, like, it's true. Physically. It's true. <laughs> Because here's the thing, if I, if I was, if I was looking to hook up with a woman, I'm gonna have, it's gonna be a three-day stint, okay? I have to, I have to <laughs> At least. I'm not going home with her that night. I have to clear my Tuesday schedule. <laughs> to move in tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. But so, yeah, I, I, I'm just saying, I hope, I, I, I know I don't look the part, <laughs> But I've definitely been there, and I just want to reach out to all of my girlies listening and say, I'm here for you. I'm one of you. (laughs) I hope you've recovered. I hope you're seeing a woman now. (laughs) (laughs) To any of you, like, potentially entering that stage of your life, Mm -hmm. just know that, like, identify those red flags and have those experiences because they're good and they will help you learn. Yeah. But know the questions to ask. Mm -hmm. If he says his favorite movie is Ponyo, it is good to go. I was just going to ask. But if he says if his favorite movie is Pulp Fiction, you need to have questions prepared. I was going to ask, what do you think 
some of the best green flag movies from a man are. I think, unfortunately, like, I hate to be generalizing, but, like, a a Ghibli movie is a favorite means that he's soft and he will at least care about your feelings a little bit. I would say, what are other green flag movies? I mean, I would say anything that you can, like, talk about and justify to a certain extent. I feel like I'm always willing to hear somebody out about their favorite movie. Because everybody's different, you know? A lot of people have things that they like that I don't. But if you can talk about it passionately in a way that I find, like endearing and intriguing then yeah that's that's a green flag for me but like i think that there are little things you can say about this that aren't shit that i already fucking know about it right like if you're like oh the storytelling and the timeline jumping are really really no wrong unless you tell me that mia wallace's storyline is your favorite part of this movie you're fucking wrong Mm -hmm. because that's the only part of this movie that i fucking cared about and i gotta say I don't think we're gonna do a fucking recap because this you, movie, you also know you also you you've seen it and it's like timeline jumpy. It would just be jumbled if we tried to like cover it. It's like a mob movie. It's it's like oh we're doing we're jumbling the story together. It's here. It's there. The timeline uh-huh. is jumping, but then in the end you get it. Ha ha. Right. Okay. Go read the Wikipedia. Right. Go give them your <laughs> business. Go donate a dollar to them while you're at it. No, donate a two dollars and eighty six cents to us <laughs> our Patreon. Wikipedia, you can learn anything in the world, but our Patreon, you can get some pretty mediocre one bonus episode a month, and you get to know what we look like. So hey, <laughs> we're working on it, but we love we love all of our patrons. Truly, I would give my life for you. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say that I think if one of his favorite movies is Swiss Army Man. Giant green flag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like if he says everything everywhere all at once, he's trying to pander to me. He knows. Well, now he it, knows. it's tough. He's, he's not saying that because it's the truth. He's saying that because he wants to fuck. Well, it's tough. It's tough because now A24. But if he created- says Swiss Army Man, that's a deep cut. Yeah. Well, A24 has created this brand of men that, what's the right way to put it? Um, like soft boys, but they're still toxic, right? Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, a, I'm soft a soft emotionally available. Yeah, like, the manipulative oh, soft boy. I, I understand the the female experience, like because I've seen yeah. enough media. Which you're gonna get even it. worse dick from them. And the, between, the manipulation will be worse because they're smarter about it. If it's between someone saying his favorite movie is uh, what was Anderson one? I don't know. Fucking what's that one with Gwyneth Paltrow where she has the fuck ass? Oh my god, Royal Tenenbaums. Royal Tenenbaums. If he says his favorite movie is the Royal Tenenbaums, you know he's gonna gaslight you to the yeah. fucking ends of the earth. Yeah, like it's better to get mediocre dick and be one and done. Or this is the kind of guy who, like, it's going to be a three-month endeavor because he's going to be stalking you. This is the kind of guy that, like, says some shit, like, he's going to, like, not be on this planet anymore because you rejected him. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Which, like, obviously, it's all jokes. We're making generalizations. But, like, I think a a lot of women these days and a lot of women that either listen to our podcasts or kind of are on the quirkier side and um, are really into movies. I think a lot of people have had experiences. If you go to, sorry, here, here, let me, let me rephrase this. If you go to a liberal arts college, Ah! (laughs) 
<laughs> as a woman, you've probably had this experience. <laughs> Which neither did is was your school no. a liberal arts school? No. Yeah, see, neither of us went to liberal arts college. No, well I never knew this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully. Yeah. But I've certainly I certainly know a lot of people that do know this guy or have um yeah dealt with that guy so if it's between those two go for pulp fiction i gotta ask you what you think about quentin tarantino's self-insert performance um i and this is not a hot or a new take or anything like that um i think he just really wanted to say the n-word yeah yeah he on the set of this movie like backed samuel l jackson into a corner and was like give me an n-word pass even though that's not a real thing no no i'm making this up right now and this is like uh but in my head this is how this went is that he oh. was like i want an n-word pass and samuel and jackson was like bro that's not a thing and he was like give it to me <laughs> samuel and jackson was like you're right, giving chill, me all the money chill. to be in this movie actually a lot of actors it's like actors of color black actors have come forward and like really justified why they thought that Quentin Tarantino's script writing justified the use of the N-word. Really? Because it was a lot of like situational. He's trying to capture specific eras of time or specific people, specific social situations mm. in which that, yeah, that character would be offensive. It's not meant, they're not meant to be liked. They're not yeah. meant to be using it in a justified way, right? He's mm-hmm. not using it in any way that the person that is using it is meant to be seen as, cool or justified or anything which i completely agree with yes of course every white person who says the n-word in this movie is like you're fucking piece of shit Mm -hmm. and you seem awful do i think it is gratuitous and excessive absolutely yeah like do i think he had to be throwing it in nearly as much as he did no did he have to be like i'm the character who white character who gets to say it the most yeah. yeah, that seems like a little bit like you're fucking that was jerking your cock while you're saying it. Like, it fucking... Uh-huh. And it that's the only ridiculous. time he seemed into his performance, too. Exactly! Because the rest of it was giving so flat. Bland. And it, was he... Did he show up on the set and be like, oh, we couldn't find anyone to play this role. So sorry, guys. Yes, I Guess I'll have do to do it, it myself. <laughs> Guess I gotta be the guy who says the N-word with the hard R seven times. Oh, yeah. what a bummer. What a bummer. Like, oh my <laughs> god. Like, for real... But I, I do see how some other actors could maybe justify. I, I, I don't really, if I was going to write a movie script, would I put the N-word in it? No. no. That's not my fucking place. But a lot of people have come forward in like, you know, specifically the actors in his films, especially like Django, right? They were like, it's. Well, that makes a, a lot more sense. In time, right? That makes right? a it's, lot more oh, sense. Oh, it's capturing a certain whatever. Yeah. I guess it's not my place to judge whether it was right or wrong. I just didn't think it was necessary. Yes, yes. I think that they could have captured that same feeling yeah. of of anger, of disdain for a certain person, of like mm-hmm. discomfort in a situation without using that word. Or have one white person do it once to be like, oh, that's a racist piece of shit who yeah. we should hate, right? The fact that he really wanted to drive it home. I'm thinking of three specific white men in this movie who say the N-word, but it's probably more than the three. But I'm thinking of three very specific characters who I know for a fact I'll say it. And I can eliminate 
probably all three, but for the most part, at least two, right? Mm-hmm. Where one, we can be like, oh, he's a fucking racist piece of shit. Let's, let's hammer that mm-hmm. home. The other two, cut it out. Cut it out. Yeah. You're already using other aggressive language, right? We already, we get the picture. Oh, it's my favorite bad motherfucker, Jen, up in this bitch, gonna do chai litter vanilla. Jen, thank you. You're my favorite person, and I'm so glad you're here. You're gonna do chocolate or vanilla, a game where you say two things. We're all gonna say which one we like better. It's fantastic. It's amazing. We get to express opinions, which is what this podcast is all about. Um, how are you, A, and B, is there a theme this week? I am fair, and how are you guys? Can't complain. Pretty solid. Um, and the theme is this uh, star study cast. So oh, do you like them in this or you like them in something yeah. else? Perfect. What did Emily sent me a TikTok uh, that was like a person, like uh, somebody struggling. And it was like me trying to watch a movie without naming other things every actor has been in. Like, or was it Jigsaw? <laughs> it was like Jigsaw doing a saw trap. But it's like <laughs> you have to put on a movie and I don't name something every other actor is in. Like. Oh my god. The most yeah. brilliant thing Amazon ever did was put up that little sidebar. Where oh, I'm so little, annoying now oh, because of the it. The little facts. I was already bad, but now, oh my god. That's Worst. what that's what really launched this podcast. Uh, chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. <laughs> vanilla. Chocolate. Um, Quentin Tarantino directing this or Once Upon a Time in America? In Hollywood. In Hollywood. <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Once Upon a Sorry. Time in America. Is that a different movie completely... or did you just make that I up? I think it might be. I think <laughs> it might be. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Sorry. I have bad. to give him the props for this movie because this was his second big film he ever directed. Whereas Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was fairly recent. He's gone through the ringer. He knows what's what. Yeah. He's gone through flops. He's gone through highs. I think at this point he knows how to make a good movie and he knows like what's what. I think this movie is more of a feat. More of an accomplishment than mm-hmm. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. I didn't really think anything of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Wow, was, I really was, I enjoyed it. It was fine. I don't know. I didn't. Brad Pitt was hot. His performance was fine. It's just it's just Brad Pitt at that point. Um, but yeah, I I totally agree with you. This movie still um, as much as I have a problem with the people that glorify this movie, it is so fucking good. Yeah, it's iconic. I'm gonna go with you guys. It's iconic. Um, next one, John Travolta in this or in Greece? In this. In Greece, he showed up and just stood there and maybe did a little hip thrust. But I have to say, through what I've seen of John Travolta of his career. There are a few times where I feel like he's a good actor, like truly like giving a good performance. And it's as Edna Turnblad and it's oh. in this fucking movie. Like heart, like doesn't hold a candle to Hairspray. But like in this movie, I feel like he's giving something other than what I would naturally perceive him to be as, which is like a hip thrusting fucking Saturday Night Fever greasy guy, right? Like that was just like his sort of deal so if you can step outside that box like at least you're proving you can do something and this was for once something mm. um i'm gonna pick grease because of that high note that he hits in um what is it summer nights summer, summer night yes. <laughs> <laughs> um that and like he just has a lot of um 
line deliveries in that movie that made me fucking giggle. <laughs> Don't make me yeah, laugh. <laughs> me too. I'm gonna say. Uh, uh. <laughs> I'm gonna say Grease. Groundbreaking. I loved Grease back in the day. Oh my god. Um, next one. Uh, Uma Thurman in this or in Percy Jackson as Medusa. Oh my god. Hey. Icon when he looks into his little iPod touch to see her without making eye contact. Ooh. Um, but of course her in this. Come on. Yeah, I've I've gotta say her in this. I mean she she is the thing that I think is probably the most notable about this movie and the thing that is like when you think of pulp fiction, you think of that poster with her on it. Eight left no crumbs. Not a thing. She pulled from the buffet. Did not pay She, she was she the buffet. She finished her plate. <laughs> I agree with everything you guys are saying, but I do love me some Percy Jackson. <laughs> so I'm going to say Percy Jackson. Love it. Are you excited for the new TV show? Yes. I'm pretty, yes, I'm I pretty lit on it. Yeah. I'm going to binge it. I don't even have a Disney Plus subscription, but I'm going to come to your house, Jen. I'm going to use yours. I'm excited about it. <laughs> yep, let's do it. Um, next one, Bruce Willis in this or in Armageddon? Oh, fuck Armageddon. That movie fucking sucks ass. I'm sorry. Um, him and this. He's, he is my least favorite part of this movie, I will really? say. His whole fucking section bores me to fucking death. I hate it. I think it's really? stupid. If I'm going to edit this movie, I think you can take Bruce Willis out basically for the most part. I don't care for it. Oh, I kind of loved um, him. I, I definitely but, used to think his part was fucking boring, but... I will still say, though, him and this gives me more life than Armageddon just, like, really fucking kills me. I think it's just because Ben Affleck is there with his new teeth, and he's just killing me. Ben Affleck. Inside out. (laughs) Affleck. Ben Affleck. I refuse to say his name right because I don't respect him. (laughs) Um, I'm going to say Bruce Willis in this. I've never seen Armageddon, and by the sound of it, I don't think I ever need to. What's it about? You don't. It's about an asteroid that's going to crash into Earth, and a bunch of oil frackers have to go on to the asteroid to drill into the middle of it to explode the asteroid before it hits the Earth. And it's a quirky group of characters. Steve Buscemi's there, and every person has their thing that they do differently, and they're going to save the world from the asteroid. It's stupid. It's a stupid movie. Well, I'm going to say you guys should do uh, Save the Planet Month, and this would be on it. That's actually a good... I like that. There's a lot of good Save the World movies. Uh, Next one is Tim Roth. Tim Roth in this, or in the 2001 Planet of the Apes? Ooh, who was he in Planet of the Apes? The one with James Franco? Uh, He was like the head... Because we don't know, I have to say him in the other thing. Because I know um, Andy Serkis, who is Gollum, he is the head ape. He is Caesar. I know this for a fucking fact. Because he is CGI king. I don't know who Tim Roth could have possibly been. Maybe he's like the bad guy or something. That movie I saw so long ago and I just have not. I saw all of those at Planet of the Apes in theaters, but I never watched them again. Because I was like, I saw them in the theaters, and I was like, I'll never get that experience. Like, it's never going to be better than it was in the theaters. And I didn't like it that much. <laughs> he's he's not in the same one that um, James Franco and Andy Serkis are oh. in. It's he's um, in the one with Mark Wahlberg. Ew, fuck that! Yeah, so I never seen that movie. 
Um, I'm going to anyway. say Tim Roth in this. Because I also haven't seen any of the Planet of the Ape movies. Yeah, I'll say him in this too. Um, I only saw like the original Planet of the Ape movies like back in the 70s. Classic. Um, next one is Christopher Walken in this or in Catch Me If You Can. Oh! Oh, I love Catch Me If You Can. He's in this movie for all of like three whole minutes, but he serves the house down. Served. But he, I have to pick Catch Me If You Can. I love that movie. It's so cunty. Who was he in Catch Me If You Can? I can't remember. Who's the dad? He was uh, huh. Leo's dad. I was cracking up at his performance. He's like, you know where you put it? In your ass. <laughs> you know where he put it? In his ass. And I did the same. Because this watch. It, it's probably not even worth that much. No. But at this point, it's been in several people's asses. So you just have to keep it the ball rolling. If somebody came up to me and was like, this has been in 10 men's asses to get to his son. I'd be like, I have no choice. Oh, yeah, you're, you're, you're right. I'd have to die trying to get him that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I loved his um, pop-up in this. I totally forgot about it um, until he showed up on my screen. So definitely him in this. I will say Catch Me If You Can, because I love that movie. Um, next one, Samuel L. Jackson in this or as Frozone in The Incredibles? Where is my, my super suit? Ah, <laughs> uh, so good. But come on, you got to give it to him. I think this is maybe credited as his being his big breakout performance. Yeah. And um, like, who's to say if we would know Samuel L. Jackson as the star we do today without his just amazing line delivery, line reading, the rapport he built with. Quentin Tarantino. He's in every fucking Tarantino movie, and I don't give a shit. I love it. Like, I want him there. His Quentin Tarantino is supposedly is doing his last ever film. Sure. And the only information that's released about it presently is the title of the film and the fact that the cast includes Samuel L. Jackson. Because... What's the title? Why wouldn't it? Like, why wouldn't it? It's called, like, The Film Critic. Something fucking stupid and redundant worse. and fucking yeah i fucking hate it already but i'm um, gonna go see it i'm probably gonna like it a lot <laughs> <laughs> um i have to say samuel l jackson in this um he's my favorite character in this movie so well i'm gonna go with incredibles um next one is ving Ra- ving rams in this or in the mission impossible series who um look him up He's very uh, unique, uh, very character actor in a lot of things. Oh, you mean Marcellus Wallace? Yeah, is that his name in this movie? Yeah, I don't yeah. give a fuck who he is in anything other than this that movie. That is Marcellus Wallace. Yeah, I don't even know. What, did he, what else did you say? Mission Impossible? Yeah, he was in the Mission Impossible. I don't give a fuck about Mission Impossible. Marcellus Wallace. That's a sexy man. Yeah. That's a Even with man. that little band-aid on the back of his bald ass head. Ooh. Like big guys don't do it for me. Really buff big guys don't do it for me that much. Like I like him a little more sl- slim like Bruce Willis was in this. But like, oh my god. I'm looking at this. I like him bald and I like him chill. I'm looking And Marcellus Wallace is checking those boxes for me. Yeah. Calm cool collected, not a follicle of hair in sight. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna pick him in this. He was, yeah, I I love his character in this. 
I I have seen all the Mission Impossible movies, so I'm gonna go with that. <laughs> and uh, last one, Harvey Keitel. Harvey Keitel in this or in National Treasure? Oh, I knew you were gonna say that. Um, oh, I mean, he's like so himself in both of these movies. Like, I think he gets typecast, and I don't care because he's always that guy. He's like. I'm the I'm the problem solver. I'm the crime fixer. I'm the guy who figures out what's going on. Like I'm the I love that. I love Harvey Keitel. But him in National Treasure fucking sends me. I th- I think it's sexier when he's um playing the bad guy. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say him in this. I'm gonna go National Treasure. And that is it for this star studded cast. Love it. Love. Thank you, Jen. Um I'm sorry I fucked up your audio last week for the few. <laughs> I People heard. who caught it, thank you, my quality checkers. I'm not always great at editing. It's Please don't erase sometimes. me this week. I won't Never. erase you this week. I'm sorry, Jen. For the few who caught it, though, thank you. I'm always trying my best. And honestly, now that you pointed it out, it'll never happen again because I'm so anxious. So thank <laughs> you. Uh, but Jen, as always, we love you and we'll see you next week. All right. I love you guys. Have an awesome night. Bye. 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 I also wanted to ask you sort of about your thoughts specifically about the character of Fabian, right? I thought she was really fucking annoying. See, you hated her? You loved her? I don't love her, but I feel like she's positioned in this movie to be annoyed by, right? You're supposed to, as an audience, be annoyed by her. Yet, I actually cannot find anything she does to be actually annoying. I think she's sort of cute and endearing. But you're, you, in this movie, at this point in time, right, you're an hour and 20 into it, and you get to her, and you're in this hardened mindset, uh-huh. and suddenly it you're like, I'm annoyed by this bitch. Right you're like, I'm annoyed by this yapping bitch. And yet, I'm like, suddenly, I feel like a fucking man, right? Like, I feel like an aggressive man. Yeah. And suddenly, I'm like, wait, I need to think about, like, she's kind of cute and endearing. I like her. And I just think about this movie uh-huh. that's really interesting is all of it is positioned as being so iconic mm-hmm. and like so nobody ever talks about Fabienne. Never. Never. No quotes, no posters, no promotional, nothing. All Never. of Pulp Fiction, capture all of it, you won't get a drop of Fabienne in it. And Here's that was thing. what this watch really got for me is mm-hmm. I was like... Here's the reason why. Because for me, I'm staring at Shirtless Bruce Willis. Okay. And then I'm He's abusing her and throwing furniture around. This being is before an that. asshole. This, this is before that. Okay, this is before that. I forgot that happened. I hadn't seen this movie in probably seven years. So this is post fight. He just he just like won the fight that he said he was going to throw, and so he's like hot and sweaty after a fight. Goes down on her right, and then immediately after. In about probably it's probably like a minute and a half long scene. I am eyes glued to my screen, trying to see the outline of cock. Tell me, tell me this movie for me. This movie would have been so much more for the girls if we just like, got some Bruce Willis full frontal. He was it was begging to pop out. Tell me I'm wrong. During the shower scene, he's toweling off. Where's the I dick? Guess. I guess I'm like straight like guys who are bald, so I'm like the kind of the target audience for this. But this wasn't you? I gotta tell you, when I was mentally editing this movie down to be 90 minutes, I cut all All of that. Yeah. All of Bruce Willis, I cut it. I used to I used to find his his section really boring, but I enjoyed it this time. Maybe it's because maybe maybe my maybe I'm ovulating or something like that. 
your biological <laughs> imperative to find Bruce Willis attractive. <laughs> I just I just personally find that the, the part I want to cut the most is like the gratuitous rape scene, right? Well, yeah, so that's we, horrible. We don't, I will we, say my, my, my favorite song out of the entire soundtrack. The soundtrack makes me quiver. I think I bought you the soundtrack as a Christmas gift when we were I think like if 14. I were to rank like gifts given to me of my entire life, ones that really stand out as being very meaningful, when we were freshmen in high school for Christmas, you bought me the vinyl pressing of the Pulp Fiction soundtrack and I remember being like, this is a person who knows me. It's a person who knows who I fucking am. Because I love that if you listen to it digitally, but especially I love on my little vinyl, it has the clips of the dialogue from the movie. Bring out the game. That like lead into the needle drops. Mm -hmm. Oh, fucking chef's kiss, bro. I gotta give credit where credit is due and shout out Mary Ramos, who is his music supervisor. And she's... I. 99% 99% sure she was his music supervisor on this. Let me check. But she does his movies so fucking right. And I'm sure he has a big say in um, the soundtracks and everything like that. But I, he w- he, I can't believe that he was fucking Edgar Wright, like, making his sa- making his soundtrack for the movie as he's writing it. You know what I mean? I was just gonna say, I don't think enough people compare Tarantino to Edgar Wright as far as, like, soundtracks that potentially informed the film rather than oh it was catherine soundtrack it was not mary ramos um it was um karen ratch ratchman damn good for her she's also done clueless boogie nights and i don't know the other one but dang but i will i will shout out mary ramos though i who I i think that's God, if I'm getting her name wrong, I'm gonna die, but... Soundtrack's baller. I know when I'm sat in that seat, I'm about to get... shaking my ass a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Emily, I was just gonna ask if you want us to get into our regularly scheduled programming. (laughs) Can I just say one thing? Wyrus, I don't know the actress's name. Yes! From Catching Fire! Pumpkin and Honey Bunny? Scene stealers. Tim Roth and fucking Wyrus. Mm-hmm. Amanda Plummer. Before we get into our regularly scheduled programming, I'm gonna ask you a question. Did you clock the Steve Buscemi yes, appearance? Of course. Because it uh, took me a long Jen- time in my life. Like, dog, that voice. Um, I can't not clock that voice. You know what I mean? It took me a while through my life, but when I got it, I got it. And now every time I'm like giddy. Yeah. I'm like, Steve Buscemi as Buddy Holly the waiter? Yes! So I feel like we have to do Fuck, Mary Kill with who I believe have the most screen time, and that's Jules, Vincent, and Mia. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I'm gonna kill Vincent. I'm gonna fuck Mia, and then I'm gonna marry Jules. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I wrote pretty differently... I think I'm, well, not that different. I think I'm going to marry Mia, mm. but I want to be, like, the third. I want to be, like, wife two, and I don't even care if I have, like, secondary wife privileges. Oh, do you think you I want to be, like... You, you think you can fuck Marcellus Wallace? That's a feat in no, itself. I, no, no, no. I, like, sit and I watch. Like, I'm wife two. I don't have to be doing too much. Maybe she, I'll leave just, like... She's got to have a cavernous pussy. I'll just, like, do the dishes or something. 
Like, I'll, you know, I don't have to be putting in nearly... She's wife one. Yeah. She's putting in the work work. I'm yeah. wife two. You're like I just, like, yeah, you're like the, the topless maid that goes around. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's what I would prefer my marriage with Mia to be like. Mm-hmm. And then I think I'm gonna fuck Jules, because I feel like he has better morals and he'll treat me right, whereas I feel like Vincent would be a shit lay. Even though I'm into that bolo tie, I think he's going to be shit. Um, I'm going to take that bolo tie off of his corpse after. I'm going to murder him and I will take that bolo tie. Yeah. See, the thing that really did it for me about this movie is um, how realistic it is. And how realistic it is, I mean, specifically about the amount of time that it takes Vince to go and take a shit. Every time. Every time. Him taking a poop is like a constant joke in this movie. Yeah. That he's like constantly like, I gotta shit. I'm like, honestly, relatable. Yeah. I am also having to shit at the function. Exactly. And like, word, I'm gonna miss something. Like, but truly. Yeah, but here's my thing. And he does shit for like a good seven or eight minutes. But in film time, that feels like years. Well, yeah, well, that's my thing, is, like, in the realistic aspect of watching this movie, like, him going and taking that shit is just about the amount of time that a man would leisurely shit. You know what I mean? I was perfect. I thought it was brilliant. (laughs) They told John Travolta, they're like, go take a poop for real. (laughs) We mean it. What are you eating and drinking? (sighs) It's tough. And I'm not saying that this is what's ideal. I think you I think you do it better, obviously. You're hosting your dinner party. You do it better. Um but I took the I, I, I took the um the the POV of you're at this boy's house and he's trying to impress you before he, you know, he bones you. Um and what's he gonna cook for you? It's not gonna be chicken and rice. Because that's his weeknight meal. This is his weekend meal. That's his meal prep. He's got exactly. seven weeks prepped. Exactly. And by the time he eats it, it will be so sad and dry. Exactly. He's going to be like, protein. Gains. Gains. Um, he's going to make you steak and mashed potatoes. Not going to be a... This, mashed potatoes are going to be chunky at best. And there's not going to be a sauce in sight. But obviously, obviously... This is your dinner party. This is not his dinner party. You do a really mean steak. If you have a sous vide, please. If you honestly, air frying a steak is kind of one of the best ways you can do it and to have it like consistent. I'm not great at cooking a steak and like based like butter basting a steak. Toss it in the air fryer. Shouts out right now. If you're listening to this and you need to know what to get, the person in your life who enjoys to cook. A gift for the holidays. The upcoming winter holidays. Gift time. If they do not own a sous vide, it's a little pricey, but it's, like, not crazy. You can get, like, a pretty okay one for, like, or a pretty good one for, like, under $200, I would say. I got one for, like, probably, as, like, 60 bucks. Like, yeah, low, yeah, you can, yeah, you can get, like, a, like a, yeah, like a pretty, like, if you want to get, like, a nice one, they're, like, in the hundreds, but if you want to get, like, you know, fine and completely passable one in the, you know, the tens to hundreds, yeah. um, that for a person who likes to cook is a pretty fire gift. Yeah, but I, I say you do, like, a really good steak, you make a real sexy sauce, you could do, like, a red wine mm. reduction over your steak and potatoes, <sighs> you know what I mean? Throw a little asparagus in there because we eat vegetables. 
Um, yeah, I think you do that. And then if you want to do red wine, obviously, by all means, that's what's going to go with it best. Quote best, sure. Um, but I think that you also do a twist on what a boy would have, which might be if he's try if he's trying to feel like a big man, whiskey. But I think you do a blueberry bourbon lemonade. Yeah, right. Something like fruity. For but Fabian's I- blueberry pancakes. Yes. Exactly, exactly. That's mm. that's what I'm saying. Fabian's blueberry pancakes. Not to that, but it's an ounce and a half of bourbon. Half ounce of lemon juice, um, mm. some blackberry puree, um, half an mm. ounce of simple syrup, some uh, some aromatic bitters, um, and a splash of sparkling wine. It's pretty girly pop. You know what I'm saying? It's pretty girly pop. So I think I think you I think you as far as a whiskey drink can be. Yeah, exactly. So. There you go. But what are you what are you eating and drinking? Okay, my answer is really bad. It's this movie is objectively two things. It's a burger movie and it's a breakfast movie, right? You got all the yeah. burger talk, whereas La Big Mac, whatever, the big burger speech. It's iconic. Big cocoon burger. It. Right. It's a bur it's a burger movie. A burger. Several burger instances, but there are also several breakfast instances. We've got a lot of breakfast situations. So, you know, we've got Fabienne wants her pancakes. We've got they're at the breakfast doing diner in several moments during the movie. I think it's boring. I think it's stupid. I think it's lame. But yet, what is the perfect thing for this movie? It's a breakfast burger. I'm sorry. It's Tell me it's not. I was nope. trying in the depths of my mind to figure out a way to make a pancake burger work. And I was really trying. I was like, a blueberry pancake hamburger. Like, I was really trying to, like, really scrape my inner membranes to think of a way that a, a, in a pancake breakfast burger would work. Well, I just think it sounds gross. It does sound gross. You could always do the thing, the fair food. Where you do it with like donuts, right? No, you could, you could. But here's my thing: the one thing that I found was really good, and I did this on accident because I bought them on accident. I was trying to buy um, English muffins, and Trader Joe's sells crumpets, like in, like British sort of like crumpets, which is very much the same sort of texture and sweet taste of a pancake. Um, and you could use those. Personally, I thought it was pretty good. I always like to. I do on a burger. Yeah, you you did this. I did this. Yeah, and it was good. It was pretty good. I didn't do the traditional sort of burger. I I really like like um like a bacon and blue cheese sort of burger, and I had those on it, but I thought it was valid. Interesting. I don't know. My yeah. My initial thought was a breakfast burger. I don't know how you because okay, I had a burger once that had blueberry ketchup on it. That's it was crazy. ketchup, but instead of tomato, they used blueberries. So it was just like blueberries and vinegar and sort of like okay. a blueberry sauce. I feel like you could do like a goat cheese, Ooh. blueberry sauce, oh. potential like fried egg burger. I don't know. But, you know, you just you go forward and you say what a breakfast burger means to you. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that's the easy answer, but it's the answer I'm giving. It's a breakfast burger. You I do the it. breakfast and you do the burger. I dig it. Put a hash brown on it. I'm sorry. There you go. And what's your what, what what's your drink? Okay, this is also stupid and lame. The movie is so we're doing breakfast, right? We're doing breakfast it's called burgers. Pulp Fiction. The movie's called Pulp Fiction. 
So you do a pulpy orange juice mimosa. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. It's easy. It's stupid. Had to happen. I used to Had hate, to happen. I, I used to hate pulpy orange juice. And I was like, I hate, I like didn't get into it until I just switched my mindset into thinking that extra, extra like grove stand pulp level. Mm-hmm. You think of it like a smoothie. Yeah. Just be like, I'm drinking a smoothie. And then suddenly it's delicious. Because you're like, oh, it's not because ju- juice should be smooth. A smoothie, who cares? And then, so you've you've had your your juicy, your super pulpy mimosa, and you've polished off your hash browns and your breakfast burger. What are you following this movie? Up? Charlotte's Web. And because they say a pig needs to have character in order to be willing to be saved from being eaten. It's pretty obvious in this movie that they discuss the morality of eating a pig based on its personality. Mm-hmm. And I think that there is nothing more direct and true than that spider's argumentation for Mr. Wilbur staying alive because he is some pig. What about you? <laughs> um, I figured I would go just, maybe this is an easy grab. But I figured I would go for the inverse of what this movie is. Um, this is the most insufferable man that you're going to meet in college. I'm going to say that you watch the movie that's going to be the most insufferable woman that you meet in college. And if her favorite movie is Lady Bird, if she tells you that she feels so relatable to Lady Bird, I think that is okay when you are 16 17, 18 even. But if you're over 20 and you're really still deeply, if you're but beyond no, the, beyond I'm going to say 23. 23? 23. Okay. If it's, if beyond the mommy issues, because that, that's forever. That's forever. Okay. You're never not going to relate to that. But if beyond that, you're still feeling really relatable to Lady Bird, that's a little, what do you rate this movie? <sighs> I'm going to give it a seven. Yeah, I'm sorry, Emily. I'm going to give this movie a nine. Yeah. I love... It's just good. Yeah. It's just good. And you can put it on, and I will fall into a hypnosis Mm -hmm. of watching it. I don't disagree. I think this movie is great. It's just not my... (laughs) Out of all Quentin Tarantino, it's just not that... It's not... Can I ask where it falls in your placement as far as um, what you have seen in his canon... Like, like what, or can you tell me at least, like, like, one above, one below? Um, hold on, let me... Because I recently have been trying to work through certain directors, like, watching their movies to, like, complete their entire canon. Yeah. And I have realized that I have only one left for Quentin Tarantino, and it's his one movie that everyone's like, that one fucking sucks and we hate it. Yeah. I've heard so many different conflicting things. Everyone's like, that was the stupid one that you shouldn't see because it was his flop. So I just, like, haven't bothered with it because I just feel like I probably won't. Kill Bill 1 and then 2. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Number 1. And then I'm going to say Inglorious Bastards. Fair. And then... I haven't seen Reservoir Dogs in so long. I'm going to say Reservoir Dogs and then Pulp Fiction. Yeah, and then Django, and then Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and then I haven't seen Hateful Eight. I saw like the first forty minutes of it, and I had to fucking shut it off because I was bored. And I haven't seen Jackie Brown either, so or Death. Jackie Brown's good. I would. I I want to watch it. It's definitely on my li- list, but I 
respect and do not disagree with that assessment. That's valid. Um, yeah, like wholeheartedly. I actually don't know much what I would do different, except for that I maybe consider like Pulp Fiction and Inglorious Bastards on like maybe the same. If we can do like tiers, mm-hmm. right? Like rather than listing like of tiers, like I, I think like Jackie Brown. Pulp Fiction and Glorious Bastards live like somewhat equilibrium to me. Like it's really, mm. I don't know, it's it's tough. But anyways, yeah. But we love all of you. Thank you so much for listening. Oh my god, we're so excited to enter No Nut November. We're just we're um honestly I'm gonna be honest with you. This month is a haul. We're doing a lot. Both of us have a lot fucking shit going on this month. So we're just trying <laughs> there to are more trudge. Than me. <laughs> We've got a lot to trudge through. But I love doing this podcast. I'm not going to lie. Like, we both love doing it, and I love doing it for you. And we want you to revel in it with us. So please, follow us on social media. All of our stuff is in the stuff. Oh, my God. If you're new and you made it this far, Jesus fucking Christ. Welcome. Welcome. Fuck. Fuck, like DM us, um, answer our little Q&A on Spotify that says what movie do you want us to do next. Give us a star rating. If you give us a star rating, that will lift my spirits and my heart. Because guess what? In this time, I'm recovering from fucking jaw surgery and I can only eat liquids. And so I want to kill myself. I want to... That's... I want to put this out here and maybe we'll, I'll put it on our Instagram, but I want you to tell me throughout the month what the worst movie or show that you've had (gasps) someone put on that you've hooked up to. Yes. Yeah. A Netflix and chill for our new nut November. And maybe, maybe if you're lucky, Dara and I on the Patreon, will talk about what ones we've, um, what, what our worst hookups were to. Give us star ratings. That will make me happy. I just, I, I want to get to, what was my number, 300 by the end of this calendar year. If we get to 300, I haven't come up with something good yet. But if you, any of you have a suggestion of like, <laughs> what's know, like, what's, like, like uh, the B movie, like uh, what's like the most stupid thing, stupid, like uh, crowd pleasing thing we could do to get to We're 300. We're already on track. I, I mean, yeah, right. We could do Shrek 3, which is like the objectively bad. Um, okay, maybe this is a this is a potential promise. Jen has pitched the idea to me, which Jen is like, Jen consumes alcohol, but not to the extent to which she has pitched this idea. But she has been like, we should do a chocolate or vanilla where everyone does a shot when we all don't agree, and that's like every answer. So like, or, or you know, something like that. Alcohol, like, she, you know. Yeah, right? She's like, we need to all agree, and if we don't all agree, we do a shot. I could do, like, a half shot. Anyways, uh, we love you all, and goodbye and good night.